Hello and welcome to You Are Not Alone. You Are Not Alone is a 1v1 horror actual play podcast. I'm Blaine, your host and RPG-loving friend. Before we get started, if you like the podcast, please consider rating and reviewing us on whatever podcatcher you use. It really helps other folks find us. If you'd like to be a guest, recommend a game, or just say hi, you can find me on Twitter at NotAlone underscore horror, or email me at YouUAreNotAlonePod at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. This week, I'm joined by Vlad Temper to play his game No Man Hills. No Man Hills is a Powered by the Apocalypse game about a single person exploring a city they do not know. They think they know why they've come to this city. That is not the truth. As you explore the city and find clues, you begin to discover the truth of why you are there. When you play No Man Hills as a group, each player has a playbook that embodies one of the possible emotional states of the character. Each playbook has things they can do when they are the active voice and things they do when they are the passive voice. If you play one-on-one, each time you make a move, you switch to the next playbook. It's a really cool function that makes the game feel very different depending on how many people are playing. As you discover clues, you can put them together into pieces of the puzzle. After you discover two pieces of the puzzle, the storm arrives and the city changes in some nightmarish way. Once you have all four puzzle pieces, you get to put them together and figure out the truth of why your character has come to this place. It is a really slick game that creates a surreal and terrifying story. I had such a great time playing with Vlad, and I hope you enjoy this story. This week we're going to be playing No Man Hills, a game about finding yourself lost in a city that you do not know and not knowing why you are there. Joining me to play the game this week is the creator of the game, Vlad Temper. Hey, Vlad, how's it going? Thank you very much. Uh, I'm fine, are you? <laughs> I'm doing very well, thank you. Thank you so much for for coming on to play this game. Uh, the elevator pitch you gave uh, to me it makes it sound like it is 100% my type of game, so I'm really excited to, to get a chance to try it out. It's. Uh, I'm very glad to be in here and a fan of your podcast, and it's great to be presenting you my game. I'm. I'm very excited. So, uh, I guess to start, uh, just tell folks uh, who you are, what kind of stuff you do, where they can find you on uh, on the internet. Yes, um, I use the name of Flat Temper in. Uh, social media you can find me in twitter and in discord i'm a spanish guy living in france and making ttrpgs i work in spanish normally but uh, recently i've uh, founded a kickstarter bloodstained hands that you're receiving in september and november normally if everything is okay i work in some indie games more more or less fantastic so yeah, uh, Bloodstained Hands uh, looks really cool. I'm excited. That's another game I'm real excited to try out uh, once it's available. So I guess uh, let's start. Just give us a, a quick rundown, a little bit about No Man Hills, what kind of game it is, and then we can chat a little bit about it and we will uh, we'll get into playing. Okay. So you're lost in a city that you do not know. You think there's a reason to be here, but you know. It is not true. And the only way to really know why you're here is to 
learning the mysteries of the city and facing the remains of your past that you don't want to face. It is a PPTA about being alone in an unknown city. That is, uh, I, I love that concept so much. I think they're like in the genre of horror, the, there's something, and I've traveled a decent amount, and there's something kind of, no matter how friendly a city is, there's something deeply unsettling about being in a place you don't know. Yes, and to be all alone, because uh, it is a game that you can play with uh, between one to five players, but you're always playing with one character. It's always the same character. I like that a lot. I think that's a cool, you know, you don't, even if you're playing with a group, you don't have a group of characters to fall back on. It's just this one person and they are, are truly alone in what even in a completely normal scenario would be horrifying. And then, uh, from the sounds of it, it gets even more nightmarish uh, than that. Yeah. So it's a founded in a emergent narrative. It's made it to build the city as we play and find out what's uh, twisted in it. <laughs> that is awesome. I'm excited. You When you pitched it to me, you pitched it. Yeah, as a very Cronenberg and Lynch influenced uh, horror game, which is definitely that that right there is kind of the pinnacle of horror for me. So I'm really excited to see those kind of threads uh, woven into a game. So yeah, I guess let's uh, let's get started. We can do I don't know how much character creation there is to do at the front end, but we can do whatever we need to do and then uh, and then jump on in. Indeed, the game is built up to build the character and then jump in. We're going to build the character with some uh, questions, 10 questions to build the character, and then we build into the city. Fantastic. All right. So there are 10 questions. Uh, I think I am, I am as ready as I'll ever be for these questions. Wow, fantastic. But before making the questions, what kind of uh, city do you want? to explore a nowadays city, 70s, fantastic uh, medieval city, uh, science fiction, you can choose. I like the idea of, like, this is, this is probably a little bit of wish fulfillment because my, like my, one of my areas of traveling that I haven't done that I would like to do is touring around Europe. I love the idea that there are these European cities that have sections of the city that are like thousands of years old, potentially. Um, so I like the idea of like a modern setting, but in a city that has a lot of history to it. Okay. So we're in a blow uh, scenario. That's great. Let's begin. First of all, how, how can I call you? What's your name? Uh, my name is Lewis. Nice to meet you, Lewis. What's your aspect? How do you look? I am slightly above average height, maybe just over six feet. Pretty, pretty skinny, kind of a, like that unhealthy tall look that, you know, you're just a little bit 
a little a little bit less on your bones than there should be. You should eat better, Louis. But okay, we'll maybe we'll find some good restaurant here. Do you have some family or friends、uh, you can talk to when you have a matter, a problem, or are you all alone? I think my parents have both passed away, but I have a, a sister that I'm pretty close to.、Uh, we'll call her、uh, Sharon, and then I have a couple close friends that, like, when things get tough, like I haven't seen them face to face in a little while, but like I can call them on the phone, and I know that there's at least a decent chance they're going to answer. It's good to have friends that always answer to the phone, even if、uh, there's a moment of not talk to them. Well, Louis, now we know you and your family, and you have、uh, just、uh, come into this city in the in Europe.、Uh, how have you come here by car, on foot, by cycle? Ah,、uh, I think I I think I've been. Touring around Europe a little bit, so I think I came here probably by train. It's a very well method to visit Europe. I can't tell you. So nice, you came here by train to a city you don't know. But do you know the name of the city? How is it called? Is a French name, a German name, English name, Italian? Let's go with a French name. What, what is a good French name for a city? Trevian. Ça me dérange pas du tout. <laughs> Trevian. I like that. That is a good. So you are here in Trevian for a reason. You and me, we know this reason is not the truth. But what's the reason you think have made you come here to this city, particularly? Are you making a research for your PhD, or are you looking for some kind of mystery, or simply tourism? I think it's、uh, it's definitely tourism. I'm traveling through Europe、uh, just just for the fun of it. I don't think I don't think I was originally supposed to come to this city on my trip. But there was an issue with the train line that was heading directly to my next stop, and this was an alternate train line.、Uh, so I'm here for a few days as a kind of surprise interjection into my little tour of Europe. Okay, that's a possibility, but there's some detail that. That、uh, informs you that、uh, let you know that that's not truth. What's the detail that makes strange? This is only a random stop. I think that when I went to check into the hotel that I'm staying at, the the concierge at the front desk knew my name. So you had already a room reserved here. Yes, even though I did not reserve it, I was not supposed to be here. 
there was a room ready for me. That's great. I'm going to have some question for every playbook, okay? So we're going to name a playbook and make you one of the questions. And when we have finished with every playbook, we're going to begin the game. Fantastic. Daniel, what you cannot forget even if you have trade? That is a good question. I think that when my father passed away, it was a car accident. And he accidentally pocket dialed me. And I had a voicemail from him in which I heard the crash that killed him. And the sound of the car being destroyed is a sound that I can never forget. It's difficult to forget some kind of, of moments like that. I understand perfectly, Louis. Right. Why the reason of your raid has not steel stained your knuckles with their blood? I think that I've always been outwardly a very passive person. And so even though that rage builds up sometimes and I, I want to hurt someone, I have never had I don't know if courage is the right word, but the courage to let that rage come to the surface. Okay. That's a good reason. Yeah. Bargaining. Why are you afraid to pay the fair price for that you want? I, I feel like I don't deserve the fair price. And I think that it alternates between kind of like a, a, a massive ego where I feel like I deserve it for less and a kind of crushing self-doubt where I feel like I, I should pay more. But the fair price never seems right. It's difficult to give a price for the ego. We have depression. Why have you not finished with everything? I think on the surface, I say that it is because I am still in mourning over the loss of my parents. But I think in reality, it is that I am afraid to go back to school because I don't know if I'm smart enough to finish. Okay. The morning is a very difficult process, I understand. And acceptance, what makes you smile in a way that the rest of you has goosebumps. 
finding I, I Lewis enjoys reading, but I think that Lewis enjoys I think I enjoy a good bookstore even more than reading. So when you find that kind of perfect little hole in the wall used bookstore and all the potential that is there, I think it is the the feeling that I look forward to the most. Perfect. So, Louis, nice to meet you. Finally, let's begin. L'Hôtel de la Grande Roue. It's a very nice hotel. A four-star hotel in one of the principal axes of uh, Trevian, the city you have stopped for an unknown time. You are in the front of the hotel, built in an article style, and face of you, you have this great avenue. It's a very French avenue with not very high buildings, up to four, five stage at the highest amount, but it's very open. Uh, with a very Napoleonic style of building this road. There's a lot of uh, cars going down the under both sides, uh, and you can explore Trevian as you like. What do you want to do? What do you know? want to look for? I think the first thing having just kind of arrived and just gotten settled i i think that i want to find what time of day is it i guess is my okay it's uh next to 12 in the morning first at all your playbook right now i think is daniel are you beginning with daniel as playbook yeah i guess that makes the most sense nice Another thing I've forgotten, but it's implicit. You have always the X card if you want to use it, okay? Okay, fantastic. Do not hesitate. See, I think Lewis wants to try to... I want to try and find somewhere to get a little bite to eat. Okay. That should trigger a move. So I'd like to hear some kind of... uh, taste of the other playbooks so I should be able to give you some dice for this first roll. Okay. How do you look for it? I think I think that right now I'm feeling that sort of sort of rush of being in a new place and the excitement of all of this potential uh, so I think that my my ego is a little bit on the the upside. So I don't want to ask anyone because I don't want to I don't want to look like a tourist. So I think that I am going to start to just kind of wander down the street in the the direction that it looks like most more of the cars are going because I figure that might be an indicator of a slightly more populated area. As you are 
assuming some truths you don't know if they're truth or not. For example, with the more populated area and you are having some kind of tenure of helping, I'm going to give you a tie for your bank for tenure. Okay? You have triggered your move. At the same time, you are triggering the basic move to define. You can add one die from acceptance and you can add the die you have in the bank right now that would make three dies. Do you want to add the die in your bank or not? Yeah, I think I think this feels like something that it's probably not the most important thing and like from a meta kind of perspective, like I should probably save save that die for something more important. But because I'm so uh, so set on not wanting to have to like stop and ask, I think I will spend that die. So you are rolling three dice. All right, excellent. So three six-sided dice. Perfect. That is uh, a success. That means you are choosing two levels of the localization we're going to find out. The levels will define the localization. Every localization, character, creature in this game has three levels. The name, the state, or as it has been translated as the, the status and the potential. The name is going to define what is it. The status, how do you find it? can be open, closed work in progress, or closed by the police because of a crime. And the potential is what can you find here by interacting with, uh, you can find a mystery, you can find a person, you can find a clue. So as it uh, succeeds, you can choose two of them and you begin choosing one. You can choose what and to define them. All right. So I think that I will start with the name. So I think after wandering a little bit, there is, I think, a number of the places I pass by are closed. But I find a, a place called the Small Cafe, quite literally just a small cafe. Nice. It's a uh, small cafe or Le Petit Café. It's in French or English. I, it's probably Le Petit Café. It has been a very long time since I took French, so my French will not be the best. Don't worry. I live in France. I have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that the second one... The second one is to me to choose, and then you choose again. Okay, perfect. So... I'm going to choose the potential. You can find here some mystery. Uh, that works out very well because that was actually exactly what I was going to do. So I will uh, then establish that the status is that it is open. Nice. So, it's a very nice. Uh, Cafe typical from French cities. There's two or three tables in the front with the chairs looking at the road. 
and then a door with a glass tented. The, the server is going in and out, carrying coffees and some uh, little things to eat. It's uh, already time to eat in here, so it's some salads and quiche Lorraine, and you can get in if you want to. The playbook changes now. You have rage. Rage gains uh, dice when gets angry. I remind you. Okay. See, I think Louis, assuming that the weather is it, it, the weather is appropriate for sitting outside. I think that Lewis would try to get a table outside. Nice. So you ask for a table outside, and uh, quickly to. The server came here to, to ask you what do you want. As you try to communicate in English, I, I think it turns into very difficult to understand English as, as your DM in this moment. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> yeah, and I think I, I feel like Lewis probably like knows just enough French to like get by but is not so more more french than blaine knows but still not like nowhere near fluency so i think that like between all of the the snares in the road getting that have led him to this town that he's not supposed to be in and now like not being able to communicate his needs particularly being that he's hungry I do definitely think that I'm I'm starting to, you know, get get a little bit angry and am a little bit ruder than I think I normally would be. Uh just trying I want some of that quiche. Uh and it's uh it's not happening. Nice. So the server is going to to answer us with some kind of words you cannot Understand. Putain, c'est étrange. J'ai tout le temps en train de demander quand j'étais des rois d'ici. This kind of uh, of conversation, you cannot understand a word and go into uh, get out with a coke. That's not something you have not asked for, I think. And uh, some uh, onion soup instead of the quiche. So I think uh, having established that Lewis is not the type to to like actually like he gets mad and can get a little rude but for the time being at least isn't the type of person to like let his rage out uh and i think he just like exasperated i'm like is there there's no one in this entire restaurant that can speak english uh, no sir no no we are not in a very big city <laughs> So after that, he have a, he gives you a little card that uh, it's written your name on it, and then he he goes out. He goes into the restaurant. Uh, I think I think I follow him inside. Okay. Uh, and I'm just like, how, how, how did you know my name? Okay, I imagine you 
opening very, very quickly the door and some noises of the glass uh, tinting and then the, all the persons in the restaurant looking at you. This uh, cafe, it's uh, a bar with a lot of uh, glasses and a lot of uh, servers all with uh, very very well dressed to the uh, white shirts and ties and all that. And the, the one you have served you is going into the what seems it's the kitchen, it's a double door and closed before he hears you. Yeah, I think the, the rage is building. I just, I march through the cafe, kind of ignoring the heat of everyone's eyes on me. And I, I push my way into the kitchen. What seemed to be the kitchen is a very heated space you did not expect. Here I ask you a question. Do you want to define this room or do you want me to go on with the narration and then finding something else? Because you can define rooms uh, as you want. I think I'm okay with you continuing the narration in this case. Perfect. So you get into this very, very hit place. Uh, right and left, uh, you find the walls are even emitting this, uh, this heat. You descend the stairs and it's going to be darker and darker as you get a door down and uh, when you are behind the, the door you can hear a lot of people crying and just making a lot of noise as you cannot understand really right now what are you doing Louis? I, th I think that the the rage is enough to carry me forward, even though this is obviously a, a sort of very, very odd, odd experience when I'm expecting uh, just a regular kitchen. So I think that even though this feels weird, I really want to know, like, this is the second time that someone has known my name in a situation where they shouldn't know my name. And I just want to, I, I want to push forward. So I think despite it getting darker and despite these cries, I'm going to push forward. Nice. You gain a tie for your bank as a rate. You get into a larger space. It's a room with uh, some uh, mild illumination from the, from the roof. And uh, you are in the top of uh, some kind of passerelle, metallic passerelle. You can hear your steps on it, and this some kind of uh, combat, but it's uh, an animal combat. You have uh, just uh, discovered a a roaster fight here, illegal, evidently. You know what a roaster. A cock, you know, a chicken, chicken fight is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you have find this an illegal roast uh, fight here in the in the cafe. And I think, 
I think the surprise of that is enough to like stop me for a moment at least to kind of process the fact that like this is this is happening but I'm still pretty focused on trying to find the server so I'm going to look around the room and try and see if if he's down here at all or if I'm just at this point completely lost when you try to move for a little bit to to see better one big guy is to be used to go further and ask you for the card are you giving him the card i think i would, i don't think i'm going to actually like hand it to him but i'm going to i like hold it up and motion towards it and i was like i i i just want to know how you know my name your name i don't know your name I need a card to let you in. Someone someone wrote my name on this card. I don't... They shouldn't have known it. When he sees the card, he picks it up from your fingers. Unless you say you try to keep it with you. No, I think, I think I'm stunned enough that like, if he's going to actively try and take it from me, um, I, I'm not going to stop him. And then he stands uh, a step to let you go in a metallic stairs to descend near to the, to the fight. Uh, there's a lot of people there, but uh, at the, at the end of the room, you can see the, the server. Okay. I think. I think I'll start to try and kind of push my way through uh, this crowd to make my way towards the server. Nice. You're going to face the server, and you have an opportunity to define him as an important character in your history. I let you add a tie for acceptance and a tie for Daniel here for this move, because you are making a very tenial thing. You are getting to this illegal thing without thinking about the consequences. But at the same time, you're accepting the strange thing here. So you can add two day dice to the rule. It would make three dice. And you have one day in your bank. You can keep it or give it as you want. I think I'll keep the die in my bank for now and roll these three dice. Nice. Let's see how this goes. Okay. Have you rolled? Uh, yes, yeah, sorry. It looks like it's a five. A okay, so recently I cannot see it. Five, six, and five. Okay, that's it. Again, uh, a success. You can decide to, you can begin. But this is a, a point I have to say to you. If you do not choose the name, this character will have not a name. Not having a name for a character means it cannot give you clues, and you need clues to build up the puzzle. Okay. So I think then I will give him a name. I can decide the name because giving a name to a character means it's a very important character. Okay. Okay. You if you want me to, to invent a name from him, I'm going to invent it. Or if you want to, you can. 
Oh, I, I can give him a name. I will say that his name is Lucian. Lucian. Nice. Lucian is very, very calm. That is his status. And then... Potentiality. Potential. Yeah, what? It can be, for example, an answer. Or it can be a clue. It can be an object. It can be nothing. It's your turn to choose. So you have freedom. Um... I feel like in this moment, the potential, the the potential that makes the most sense for what Lewis wants, at least, is uh, an answer. I hope you you could uh, taste the onion soup. He says in a perfect English, most perfect than me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I I did not. And I think that, like, in this moment, and what do I move to after rage? Is that bargaining? It's bargaining, yes. I I think that, like, all of the rage that I've been that I've been carrying in the last few moments is kind of dissipated when I hear him speak perfect English, and I'm like, uh, I did not try the soup. I just want to know, how did you know my name? What pity. It was a very good soup. I had to command to give this card to a foreign girl coming to the cafe this uh, day. So I did so, and you answered. That is... An unsettling. Um, who did? Who told you to give me this card? Do you want to know it? I, I, I think I do. This is. I didn't think I was supposed to be here, but you are the second person who seemed to have some inkling that I was coming. The second one. You've said? Yes, the the concierge at my hotel had a room reserved for me, but I didn't know I was coming here until a few hours ago. You cannot you cannot go back to that hotel. He makes some kind of sign. And then the big guy that uh, was uh, in the in the door before moves near to him. They change some uh, French words, and then the big guy open a door, next to the door. You should never go back to the hotel. So sorry for your staff. You have not nothing with you. But I recommend you strongly not coming back to the hotel. We do not know who you are, but we know what is important in you. What uh, are, are is there another hotel in this town? Maybe this is not your very worst problem in this moment, sir. You should go out right now. Oh, oh. 
Okay. Maybe you've been followed to here, and、uh, we have some methods to avoid,、uh, you know, some unwilling regards here. But、uh, we cannot be sure. You should go out very quickly. The person that knows your name will find you again. I'm sure. Okay. Um. I. I guess. I guess I'll go then. And. And I think that I,、uh, Lewis will start to head for the door. And before you can go out, he makes a kind of sign with、uh, their fingers. In a strange sign, the to, to the index on her、uh, middle finger up before you go out, and then you are in the back doors of the cafe. It's a very little road. It's street uh, with a very different kind of. Of a ground that's very regular, stone made, and the houses here are very, very near, very close. The not so big、uh, bins of trash there behind, but it's a kind of、uh, a strange issue, next issue. And、uh, now, ah,、uh, what are you doing, Louis? So I think that I. Th- I... I think that even, even though this seems unusual and it doesn't make a lot of sense, I think that Lewis is suddenly like finding himself very conscious of like this feeling of like, am I being followed? And so, like as as I walk out the door, I'm kind of like looking both ways very slowly before I walk fully into the alleyway to see if there's anyone around. Okay. As you go out from the from this street and you get into a bigger one that you cannot recognize, everything seems to gain some kind of normality. People are walking through the street. The shops are nice, kind of mirrors with a, a lot of、uh, decoration. And、uh, sand steps、uh, away from that, you can find two people making each other the same sign that the server made before. I think that I approach them and I'm like, "What? What does that sign mean?" The two people looks at you as he was、uh, asking why the sky is blue. And、uh, I'd say that this is turning your hands into mystery, because you are really digging into this mystery. As you are making something, okay, okay. Let's figure. Let's imagine yourself a foreigner arriving into two people of one city, asking for the signs they are doing. We are going to admit you're not doing the things very, very naturally. So I can give you 
one day for Daniel and wait for acceptance again. You have always the day from rage that is in the bank. You can use it too. You can roll three or four dice as you want. You are getting closer here. All right. I think I'm going to spend that die because this, this feels to me like something I really want to know. Four dice. Nice. So you're getting two clues or three, and the mystery is too familiar. What that means? That means you're getting clues of this mystery. But if you want it to be too familiar, you're having echoes from your past when everything changed into storm. The echoes from the past, there's something you need to get. Yes, but there's something dangerous, they're painful. Okay, so you can choose to get two clues or three, but it's going to be three. You are having this risk. Uh, I feel like let's go. Let's go with the risk. Uh, I like the idea of this. This bringing up some kind of echo of the past. So you are having three clues. One, one of the person. Here's you to ask for the sign. The person says, This is the sign of God. So this is the first clue. The first clue is, there's some kind of religion here. And this sign is about this religion. The second clue is the another person answering. And if you have seen it, it means you know God. So you are one of us. So this sign should be secret. And only the person that have seen it in a very special context recognize it as a strange thing, as you. The third clue is you who is going to define it. Because, Louis, I don't know you. I don't know what is familiar to you. Okay, that is... So I think that when they when these people tell me that like it is, having seen it means that I have some connection already to this, I think Lewis remembers that when... He went to the hospital after his father's car accident. Beep, 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 beep. He saw someone in the hospital, and I don't know if he necessarily knows whether it was like a doctor or a nurse or part of the administrative staff, but someone at the hospital, uh, he remembers like standing at his father's bedside as his father's life was slipping away and that, that beeping sound. And he remembers just this moment kind of subconsciously where someone at the desk that he could see through the door from his father's room made that same sign. Made the respiratory machine connected to your father. And as the ECG went flutter and flutter 
you saw this sign and was stuck in your head somewhere close to the sound of a car crash. Nice. So these two people disappear very quickly among the persons of the street and you are all alone in Trevian with this information. Now you have three clues. You can connect two clues to make a piece of the puzzle and if you want to, you can add the third clue to re-roll one of the dice. But you must say to me, how do you connect them? And now the playbook is depression. Yeah, so I think that I think that I do. I want to relate the clues related to like the religion here, and having seen this sign in the hospital, because I think that that is. Uh, I think that's in the connection that Lewis is most focused on right now. So you're connecting that it is a sign of God, and you've seen it in the hospital, but not all editions once can really recognize it, or you're relating the three ones. The the first one, the first part you said was correct. The the this is the sign of God and my father, uh, or having seen this in the hospital. Okay, that does that make you angry? I think I do because I think that this is all starting like. Everything here was already weird enough, um, and the fact that now, like these things are connecting back to my father's death, certainly are are making are making me angry. Nice. So you cannot a die for rage and a die for acceptance, but not from Daniel at all. Daniel cannot advertise here, and Berkeley, I cannot see how, but you can sell it to me. I am going to give you a secret. I'm going to buy almost everything you can sell me about adding dice to a roll. <laughs> Let me take a look at bargaining really quick and see. Let's see if it would be an asleep bulls move. Yeah, I don't. Uh, normally, I'm pretty good at, <laughs> at selling these types of things. But I agree, I don't really see... Uh, that doesn't matter, we are going to have a lot of opportunities for these during the, the game. But uh, only little reminding this, this phrase in the rules saying, if you hesitate to give dice to the players, give them dice. So you can try to sell it. Alright, uh, so that's two dice. And one extra die, because you're always rolling one die. If not, you're not having any result. Okay. So that's three dice. Three dice, and then if I want, I can spend that third clue to re-roll one of them. That's it. Uh, all right, so let's see how this dice roll goes first. That's partial uh, success. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll keep that. Nice. So you can choose one of the the things from the move it's a more classical move this one you have defined the piece of a puzzle you can define it you can say what's the truth we are looking for you discover hints of a new clue or in as you do, do that and you do not put yourself in danger all right 
I think I'll gain the hint of a new clue. Nice. So I'm going to define the piece of the puzzle. The piece of the puzzle is there is a secret religion based on Trevian, but it hints all over the world. It's a global secret religion or, or cult that is based here. That is a true. Now it's going to be true wherever that happens. Secondly, I'm going to give you a choose, but it's a very easy choose. Every time you get a piece of a puzzle, you can choose to uh, heal two damage points or to gain a free name, but you have not lost your damage points. So you have only one, one possibility to have a free name. What's a free name? A free name is some kind of a currency some, as like an object you can use when you want. To do what? Imagine you are defining a person and you want to give it a name, give them a name, but you don't have enough results of your role. You can keep the name out and then you give the name, different name, and this is going to be a character with a name. Imagine you have an object and you want it to be a weapon, a shield, or something that heals. You can add this name, weapon, shield, or something that heals to this object. And then the object will do that. It will be a heat weapon, a shield, or something that heals. Okay? Okay. That's a free, it's, it's a very good thing to have free names uh, for the future. I like that a lot. That's a cool concept. And finally, I'm going to put you in danger. <laughs> of course. And doing that, I'm going to give you kinds of a new clue. So, the thing is, someone is running to you from the street and then, as like flashing your mind, you recognize in the, uh, under the left ear of this person, a little blue tattoo that had the concert from the hotel. So you know they are the same people that knew your name from the hotel and they're running to you. What are you doing, Louise? Thank you to Vlad Temper for joining me to play his game No Man Hills. Thank you to you for listening. No Man Hills was such an awesome game to play. Definitely keep an eye out for it sometime in the future. Until then, you can check out Vlad's other game, Supplies SL, available on DriveThruRPG, and Bloodstained Hands, which will be coming out later this year after a successful Kickstarter. Our theme song is Everybody Knows My Name by Harley Poe. Thank you to Joe Whiteford for letting us use it. Join us on April 30th for the second part of No Man Hills with Vlad Temper. Until then, remember that you are strong, you are beautiful, and you are not alone.